0: This episode of Empowered Empire is empowered by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a simple creation tool that allows you to edit and create and make your podcast sound great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And here's the best part. All the tools you need all in one place for free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to Empowered Empires podcast. I am thrilled that you're here today. Today we're going to be talking about winning. And so if you're struggling with anything right now, if maybe you've won before, and maybe you're looking to get back that edge. Maybe you're in a place right now where you're just feeling defeated, or, or maybe you just need a little bit of encouragement. Listen, today we're going to give you some of the tools, some of the mindset to make sure you can go out there and be victorious in your life. Today's podcast is called Victor or Victim. I'm excited that you're here today. First of all, I want to thank you. I just want to thank you. There's a lot of places you could be, a lot of things you could be listening to, but you're here with me right now. And so without further ado, I'm going to add value into your life. Now, when we talk about winning, one of the quintessential elements of winning is mindset. Yeah, without the proper mindset, we'll find ourselves failing 100% of the time. There's a good book that I read. It says, as a man thinks, so is he. And so it all begins and ends in the mind. And so when we look at winning, when we look at being a victor rather than a victim, one of the biggest things we have to look at is our mindset. If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, if you take anything from this podcast, wrap your mind around winning. That's it. You've got to wrap your mind around winning. See, there are always going to be victors and there are always going to be victims. But what's going to separate the two is the way that they think. Listen, whether we want to admit it or not, this is something that we almost instinctively know. I mean, it's, it's bred into us. It's born into us. And how can I say that? I say that because before you get ready to attempt anything, that could be the most mundane of tasks to the most monumental of tasks. Before we attempt anything, we already have a preconceived notion in our heads about our capability to do the task. Yeah, that's everything. We know in our heads and we make up a, a value in our heads that assigns to every task we do. Hey, this is easy. This is hard. This is within my scope. This is outside of my abilities. I'm prepared for this or I'm not. And often it is those preconceived notions that we have, those preconceived ideas that we bring into a situation that end up shaping our result. Everybody is born with innate abilities and gifts. Some of them are physical. Some of them are mental. Some of those things are tangible and some of them are very intangible, but everybody has something to offer. The difference is whether or not you realize that what you have to offer is of value. So here's the first thing, the difference in, in the mindset of a victor and a victim is a, a victim will always be comparing themselves to someone else. Rather than really being able to appreciate someone's giftedness, rather than really being able to be inspired by someone's gift, a victim is always going to compare themselves to another, and typically in a negative light. Now, this can go both ways. Uh, really, that's a self-worth issue. When we break it down, it's a self-worth issue, because when I really understand what I bring to the table, I'm going to realize that you can't bring the same things that I bring. Yeah, it, Life's like a potluck. We're all bringing different dishes, but in the end, it's what makes the full meal deal. And if I neglect to bring my piece, or if I start trying to bring a dish that I'm not really good at, if I start trying to prepare something, look, my mom makes the best macaroni and cheese in the world. She does, point blank. And I don't know what macaroni and cheese that you've consumed, but I'll tell you, it doesn't compare to what she does. Now, listen, I can make A great pan of macaroni and cheese, I can, but it's never going to measure up to exactly how my mom does it, even if I use the same ingredients. Why? Because she has that special touch. She has that special flair. Now, mom, if you're listening to this, I realize you're more gifted than just macaroni and cheese. Just an example. Okay. But listen to me. I've got no business making that dish when she's available and she can do that. You know what? I respect that. And guess what? I enjoy that. I enjoy having some of my mom's macaroni and cheese. Doesn't mean you can't make it. It just means it won't be the same. But here's the deal. I am, without doubt, other than maybe, uh, I got to consider my wife. Without doubt, though, I'm I'm the steak champion. I can, man, I can make a fine steak. And here's what I'm going to tell you. My mom just the other day, she purchased some steaks and she said, look, I'm not going to make these because you're the steak guy. Yeah, she wasn't intimidated by that. She knows what she does well. The other way that goes is, you know, you start to look at somebody else's gift and when you compare it to your own, you you try to make them less than. And that still is just an issue of self-worth because when it comes down to it, When we really take a step back and just take a deep breath and look at the situation, we were each born to do something. Now, you may look at the guy next to you uh, or your friend you've known for forever and you go, man, they're just so gifted and there's so many things they do well. And all that means is that you've been able to identify and recognize those things. I'll venture out on a limb and say there are probably several things that you're good at. But what I can guarantee is there is at least one unique contribution that you can bring to the table, that you were born to bring to the table, that the world is better for you having brought it. Just like the potluck. Listen, not everybody has to bring a dish, but when they do, it's so much better. More than likely, what you're gifted at doing and what you love doing are going to be one and the same. Because that same thing that makes your soul sing, that same thing that energizes you, that same thing that you have fun and love doing is probably going to inspire the same emotion in another. Even if they don't love what it is that you love, passion is contagious. Have you ever heard someone sing and you can tell with all of their being and they love to sing. There's an emotion that they can convey. There's a musicality that comes through that's unmatched. You could take someone who you feel has just as much talent, is equally as trained, but when they don't have that deep love, when they don't have that deep passion, you can feel the difference. It's something so intangible, but it's almost thick enough to grab a hold of. Why? Because they're doing what they love. And it's hard to ever replace what you love. But it's hard to love what you're supposed to love when you're so critical. It's hard to take joy in your passions when you're so hard on yourself when you're so critical of your gift. And may I remind you that you're probably not even thinking in your own voice. You're probably thinking in the voice of someone who told you that what you love is irresponsible. You're probably hearing the voice of someone who said you weren't good enough. And when it comes down to it, when the rubber meets the road, Your thoughts are your thoughts. You're in control. That's why you have to be careful who and what you listen to. Listen to me. Voices create choices. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful what you listen to because voices create choices. There's a sub-programming running through your mind on a daily basis, whether you recognize it or not. And all it's doing right now, all it continues to do is to try to preserve you, try to keep you safe. And here's the thing. Here's what you probably know about people and things, systems designed to try to keep you safe, is they don't always work. In fact, sometimes they cause more harm than good. Yeah, listen, I'm not talking against seatbelts here, but seatbelts, I'd say 90, 95% of the time, they're a great thing. They keep you restrained. They keep you from flying out of a window in case of an impact. But you know what? There's 5 to 10% of a chance that that seatbelt breaks your neck. Yeah. There are some times when what we've got programmed in our head, things that we think are good, things we even admire, come on, do the responsible thing. Things and ideas that we've lifted up and that we embrace to keep us safe. Hey, you got no business doing that. Come on, you've never been able to do that. Let me tell you something some of these very same mechanisms intended to keep you safe, maybe. Maybe from other people who meant very well. Maybe from other people who were just super insecure. And because they were super insecure, they just passed that way of thinking on to you. No matter what the case, you got to understand that you have programming designed to keep you safe that is holding you back from being happy. But again, all of this is born in the mind, and it has to do with what we value. A lot of times it's just voices that are playing in our head over and over again on replay, and I know you know what I'm talking about. It's that time when you really put yourself out there. Yeah, that first time that you just have a passion to do something and you put it out there and then you're met with criticism or mockery. See, we like to say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, but it's simply not true. Oftentimes, there are voices, voices from long ago that are just stuck on replay in our head, and no matter what we do, it's hard for us to let go. It's hard for us to realize that those words that were spoken once were meant to dissipate, were meant to evaporate, were meant to go away, to never be heard again, but yet we hold on to them, and their residue stays in our minds for much longer than the words actually lasted. You see, one of the big differences between a victor and a victim is the voices that they listen to. A victim is constantly rehearsing the hurt, rehearsing the negativity, rehearsing that voice in their head that said you couldn't do it, that voice that said you never amount to anything, that voice that said, why don't you act more like, or why don't you be more like? Yeah, the victim doesn't understand that this is their game and they're to be compared to no one else. But the victor understands how the victor thinks the voices he listens to are the ones that encourage him, the ones that lift him up. It's not that he doesn't hear all the other noise. You're always going to have people dragging you down. The victor just doesn't mistake it for his own voice. The victor listens to the stories that everyone tells about him, and then he shapes his own narratives. The victor takes all the hate that's put against her and then she writes her own story. She says, this is the way it's going to be. Because all the negative stuff you said about me, all the negative stuff you've told to me, all the times you try to limit me, those are like jet fuel, baby. Those are like jet fuel, baby. And you are going to be the reason I take off. And I'm going to wave at you still sitting on the runway wondering how I got into the air. It's not the fact that you're not going to have obstacles or challenges. Please understand, it's not the fact that if we're here on this earth, we're not going to have obstacles and challenges. There's a book I read that says in this world we're going to have trouble. Listen, everybody's got it. Everybody's got it. The problem we have is a lot of times we think we're at a disadvantage. Let me tell you something today. If you're listening to this right now, if you are hearing my voice, Right now, at this moment, you have a literally huge advantage today. I mean it. Without knowing your name, you have a huge, you have an unfair advantage. You have an advantage that 152,000 more people don't have today. You are alive. Because you are alive, you have an advantage that 152,000 more people don't have today. Just because you have breath in your body. Listen, life happens to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Life happens to everyone. I'll go a step further. Listen, life always happens to the victim, but the victor happens to life. Life always happens to the victim, but the victor happens to life. Whether we want to believe it or not, whether you want to believe it or not, your problem isn't your boss, the guy or girl next to you, or your situation. Your only problem is that you haven't figured out what to do to turn every negative situation into positive growth. There's a great book, great book that I've read, How to Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. If you haven't read that book, if you haven't, get it on audiobook, just listen to it. But within every adversity, there is the seed of equal or greater opportunity. Your only problem is that you haven't figured out what to do. You haven't figured out how to turn that adversity, that negative situation into something positive for yourself. Hey, listen, I like wisdom. And there's a book I read and it says that all things work together. I'll leave that right there. Some of you will pick up on what I mean. Here's what I'm saying to you. Everything in your life... Every challenge you face, if you'll look at it with a proper perspective, if you'll do whatever it takes to get to the right vantage point to see the benefit, then you can stop this recording right now and enjoy your life in happiness and success. Yeah. What is the good that this is? I know this situation hit me and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And right now it's got me strained and it's got me challenged. Right now I'm down and right now I'm out. But listen, when I really step back and evaluate, when I really step back and look things over, listen, this is going to be an advantage for me. This is going to help propel me forward. Yeah, this thing may have brought out for me some of my weaknesses, some of the things that I didn't realize that I was still struggling with. This thing may have brought out for me some ways that I need to step my game up. But I see it, and I face it, and what I know is I'm going to be better for it. Listen, I, I know you've heard this, but I hope you believe this. What you magnify, what you pay attention to is going to grow. And if I go around just paying attention to the challenges, if I go around just paying attention to the obstacles, if I go around just paying attention to every struggle and, and, and trouble that I have, then I'm going to live my life based out of fear. I don't have another option at that point. Why? Because the lens that I look at the world in is going to be one of, I need to protect myself. The lens that I look at the world is going to be one of defense, not offense. I'm not going to be able to attack the things. That I need to attack. I'm never going to really be able to score that touchdown when all I can focus on is defending myself. I'm never even going to be able to make the goal because all I can think about is making sure I don't lose more. There's a problem when you start to magnify all of your problems. A problem magnified is always fear. Even a speck of dust is terrifying when looked at too closely. I don't know if you've ever seen a close-up of the dust, Mike, but it's terrifying. Real life, you see the dust, you wipe the dust, it's no more, out of sight, out of mind. Hey, I'll get a can of pledge on you if I need to. I've got disinfectant, I've got bleak, I'm not scared of a speck of dust. But if I take the time just to look, if I put it under a microscope and I start to stare, I'm going to be really creeped out when I start to see the legs of that dust mite. I'm going to be really creeped out when I start to see what looks like fangs. Yeah, you don't believe me, just go Google it right now. Go look at a dust mite up close and you'll see what I mean. Listen, your problems that you magnify, they cause, they breed, they are fear. And if you're in the victim role, while you're busy getting what you fear, the victor is getting what he or she hopes, wishes, dreams, and works for. While you're thinking about what could go wrong in the worst case scenario, the victor is harvesting all of the dreams, all of the, all of the positive thoughts, all of the positive intent, all of the work that they've put out into the world. It's easy to say to yourself, what if I lose? What if I fail? What if I fall flat on my face? Let me tell you something. You are going to lose. Yeah, you're going to fail. You're going to eat the pavement at one time or another. You can chalk losses up to life. But defeat depends on your reaction to those losses. It's not that a victor never loses. It's that a victor is never defeated, a victim is always living in the place of defeat. For a victim, nothing's ever going to get better. For a victor, that temporary defeat, that moment of failing, that moment of falling on their face is often the springboard. It's almost like the victor just falls on top of a trampoline. Sometimes a rocky trampoline. Yeah, there's some damage. He may get scratched up, banged up, bruised up, but here's what he's going to do. Here's what she's going to do. They're going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back, and when they bounce back, they're coming at it stronger and better than ever before. The difference between the victim and the victor is where they reside. Do you choose to reside in a place of failure and defeat? Do you choose to reside in a place that Nothing's ever going to get better, and that's the way that things are, and I accept this. Or do you choose to reside in a place of hope? Do you choose to reside in a place of work? Do you choose to reside in a place of grit that says, I don't know how I'm going to dig myself out of this hole yet, but I'm going to start digging? Now, some of you listening right now are going, Hey, there's no way to dig yourself out of a hole, and what I'm going to say to you is stop being so negative. <laughs> Listen, if I want to find a way to dig myself out of a hole, I'll find a way to dig myself out. That's how determined a victor has to be. We can't control the hand that life deals us. We can't control who we're born to, where we're born. There are a lot of things that we can't control, but what we can control is our attitude, is our actions. What we can control is... Is our thought process. What we can control is who and what we listen to. What we can control is going after something, going after something with all of our heart that we love. There's such a stigma around figuring out, you know, what you love. So many people just make it unnecessarily hard. To me, it's easy to figure out who and what you love. Because all I have to do is listen. All I've got to do is listen to who and what you talk about consistently. After all, that's what's really in your heart. we got to ask ourselves a question. How much more time will we waste not pursuing something we love? How much time will we waste not pursuing someone we love? We spend a lot of time in hot pursuit of things. and A lot of times they're just things. Listen, I'm going to quote that good book one more time. There's a, a word I read in there that says, the love of money is the root of all evil. And yet we have a world that's chasing money. Listen, I'm not telling you to shirk responsibility. You have people counting on you. You have bills to pay. Uh, The job that you probably work, you work to be able to provide, and that is a good thing. What I will say is, there is something inside of you. There is a passion waiting to be birthed. There is a dream ready to come to fruition. And you can take care of business and chase what you want at the same time. You can take care of every responsibility that you have and live the life that your heart yearns for. It's not about chasing things. It's not about chasing accolades. It's not about chasing stuff and money. No. Listen, money is not even real currency. Money is a sign of value. Money was the Was a created thing to make trading and bartering much, much easier. Let me tell you, there's only one real currency. Life has only one currency and that's time. And so we have to be very mindful of how we spend our time. Will I spend my time as a victor taking the punches as they come? rolling with it, overcoming the obstacles to do what I love, to do what I desire, shunning the voices, using the failure to become better. Do I choose to use my time and live as a victor? Or do I choose to live in my problems, embrace and prove right all the voices who said, You'll never mount to anything. You can't do this. Do I choose to live in a realm of defeat? A realm that I like to, like the crab in the bucket, I like to just keep other people there. Misery loves company. Do I choose to be miserable with other people who are miserable? Or do I want to look at this thing and go, hey, like the soap opera, One Life to Live. I've only got one choice, I only have got one opportunity, and I owe it to my family, I owe it to my friends, I owe it to each and every person around me to leave my mark. I want to leave you with this, the difference between a victor and a victim is literally how they end up. Look at the words. The V-I-C-T-O-R-V-I-C-T-I-M. The only difference between a victor and a victim is literally how they end up. Choose to be a victor today. Choose to win. guys i just want to take the time again to thank you thank you so much for spending some time with me today i hope that there is something in here of value for you i hope that you've heard something that is going to make uh, just an impact on your life make an impression on your life i hope maybe you heard something that just gave you some encouragement to get through today and i'll tell you what if you heard something that meant anything at all to you if you would do me a favor just reach out to me. You can do that uh, via Twitter, uh, Paul Davis Jr. You can do that via Facebook. Uh, heck, even right here, you can leave comments, a voice message. I just want to hear from you. Please let me know what kind of content you want to hear. Uh, if you got subjects on your mind, things you think that hey, if you really need to talk about this, hey, do you have any tips for? Hey, I'd like to be encouraged in this area. Uh, please, please, please. This is about us. This is about the empire and us ruling together. I can't wait to rule with you. This is Empowered Empire, signing out.